1: Hi there, you're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm Janine, this is Get the Funk Out. Happy New Year, everybody. Hope you had a great holiday, whatever you celebrate, and uh, looking forward to 2016 being great. So on the second half of the show, Get the Funk Out, I have special guest international actor and Palm Springs resident Shaz Khan joining me to talk about his role in this film called Moore, It's Pakistan's official entry in the 88th Annual Academy Awards. So standing by to join me is Shaz. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for calling in.
0: Yeah, you got it.
1: So are you based out of uh, California?
0: Yeah, I'm actually, uh, believe it or not, uh, out of the desert. uh, I live in the Palm Desert.
1: You do, okay.
0: Yeah.
1: Now, you're in this film coming up that's actually uh, showing now through the 11th, right?
0: Yeah, actually our first screening is today at 4 p.m., Pretty excited. That's great. Parents are in town. Brothers are in town. My worst critics, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm a nervous, a little anxious, but, but can't wait.
1: That's so funny. So you're just nervous because the parents and the family are watching no one else.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, um, besides myself, they are you know, my worst critics in a really healthy way. So That's they've all the kept me straight.
1: That's good. That's good. So tell me, how did you get involved in this film?
0: Well, oh, that was a crazy, crazy journey. About three and a half years ago, actually, it's touching on four now, um, Jami, the director of the film, was uh, doing pre-production and casting in Pakistan. I was actually in the States doing a bunch of independent films. Okay. And um, he was looking for the lead over there. But, and I actually didn't even know that the Pakistani film industry existed. And it actually didn't. It was pretty dormant for about 20 years. Um, wow, because that's... of some of the political situations. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. surprising considering the size of the country and it just didn't have any, it just didn't have a cinematic voice. Okay. So in any case, I'd go back to uh, Pakistan because I was just burnt out and I just needed to recharge the batteries a little bit and just, you know, just learn to go hang out, sure. eat and just, you know, just not care. And, right. and uh, I actually grew up in Pakistan for most of my childhood, so I have a pretty deep connection with, uh, with the country, with the people, my family's there. Um, not my immediate family, but my extended relatives, who I'm pretty close with. Okay. So I go back, and they're auditioning, and I just happen to hear hear it through a-, a family friend of mine. And I go in, and I meet this guy, and he just starts <laughs> telling me this vision. I thought he was just crazy, um, okay. but the next thing you know, <laughs> he's giving me an uh, a paper for an audition. Now I can speak the language, but you know, to perform it is a completely different beast. Sure. And yeah. um, so I just asked for. A day or two, and he was kind enough to give that to me. But I came back and did the audition, and yeah, next thing I knew, I was in a, in a village shooting three, three weeks later.
1: Unbelievable! It sounds yeah. like all your background in independent films kind of geared you up for this.
0: Oh yeah, it, it was the ammo I needed. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, just you know, just working on the craft consistently, and then I was getting really good at auditioning at that time too, and I've always been pretty comfortable with that. That's good. I think, uh, yeah, it's just I look at it as an opportunity to to just work and, and exercise and just, you know, have fun. Right.
2: Uh,
0: but, I mean, not going to lie, I was pretty pretty frightened doing this audition. because sure. <laughs> It was completely foreign to me. Right.
1: Uh, but he
0: thought something, and, yeah, he took a risk, so.
1: Pretty incredible you took a day or so to come up to speed on, I mean, you said you spoke the language, but just feeling comfortable. I mean, how do you prepare for something like that?
0: Uh, It's, it's just I think you just gotta get back to the work you know mm-hmm. as an actor, you're just all you have is that that page or so, so you gotta decipher what kind of person this character is, and you gotta have the essence of it, and I think I had gotten the essence of the character right off the bat, kind of knew what he was about. he was kind of going through the same thing as I was going through mm-hmm. um, and the you know the words are the sort of the layer they're like they're the they're the paintbrush, but you gotta have the inspiration beforehand so. I was pretty comfortable with, like, the core of the character. It was just men working on the language and making sure I was able to execute.
1: That's great. It's so interesting because some people have a hard time self-directing themselves and understanding the direction of the character. You know, do you have a coach? Did you have anybody help? No, I've
0: never had a coach. Good for you. I kind of relied on my own instincts. Um,
1: Good for you. uh, Yeah, it's just,
0: I mean, not that I wouldn't. um, If if need be, I I don't think you should learn from everybody, but... mm -hmm. I think you're, you should be your, your best guru, your best coach, best shaman, first and foremost.
2: Right. Because I right. think
0: you, know, you have to be able to self, be self-sufficient, especially as an artist. I mean, it's hard enough, and I think you, that's a part of like my instrument that I've always been really aware of and tried to work on.
1: That's good. That's really good. I know a lot of it is just being prepared and confident and knowing your stuff and not going in there and apologizing for lousy work. You know, like, oh, can, I do, yeah, it? can yeah. I do it again? Yeah, <laughs>
0: I mean, yeah, I think sticking to your instincts, right? I think right. that's what it comes down to. Um, yeah. Um, I'm sure you've probably dealt with, you know, you, when you're especially doing the show, too, I'm sure that's, you know, you're, when you're coming up with ideas, you just got to gotta stick with what you what you believe in. Yes. Um, I think that's uh, that's the key.
1: How do you keep yourself grounded as an actor? Like, um, you know, just keep yourself level-headed. It's a really tough industry.
0: Uh, just a, I'm pretty blessed. i got a pretty wicked wife. She's... She's awesome. awesome. She keeps me in check and uh, right. my family and my friends and I don't know, I think I just I got a lot of the My my early twenties were a bit of a wild time, even mm-hmm. my teenagers, so I just kinda got all that out of my system maybe. That's good. And uh I was just lucky to find something that, you know, I enjoyed doing. I feel that I'm pretty decent at it, I like to think, and uh yeah, it just it gives me the opportunity to just uh, you know explore all these different worlds. I'm just i'm am a curious beast, so That's great. I'm just always I'm always learning, and I think uh, that can get, this just the process and the journey itself keeps me grounded. I would say
1: how did you decide you wanted to become an actor? Um,
0: <laughs> this is going be this is gonna sound really strange, actually, but i I, I knew that i but deep down, I think it was always brewing. I just never knew it intellectually. I remember I was at a, like, a party in college, and this kid was making a short film. And he was like, oh, I'm making a movie. And I'm looking for this actor. And I don't know why. Out of nowhere, I just said, yeah, I'm an actor. And I just like <laughs> went up to him. And he's like, really? He's like, all right, well, yeah, all right, cool, man, you're in it. And like next thing you know, I'm shooting. And I'm, again, just like the audition, I was frightened. I was like, I can't believe you just did that. You gave me the role.
2: Right.
0: So that like kind of started the bug. And um, actually, um, it was weird because I graduated, and I went into finance. Yeah, I was, like, I was a guy, I was, <laughs> that guy wearing a suit and tie. I was, like, you know, all, like, pumping up the self-importance, walking into an office with a briefcase and all that. So I was doing that, but then I was also, like, moonlighting as an actor. I was auditioning on the side, doing just plays and just trying to get work in any of these indie films right. all over Washington, D.C. and Pittsburgh, where I was working. And then um, a couple years later, I just decided that, you know, I just needed to make it a full-time uh a full-time thing. Um, I like to like have philosophy in life. I have is just no what ifs, you know. I just need there's no there's only the possibilities. So I just I don't want any. I want to look back and say, oh, I really wish I would have done that. Or, what if I would have done that? Mm-hmm. But that moment, I decided I just got to do it full blown, and I resigned from my job, moved to New York, slept on my buddy's couch for like two and a half months with his girlfriend. Wow. Uh, not with his girlfriend. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> she was in the other room with him, but uh, they were the kind enough to allowing me to be with them, and, yeah, then I just went to drama school at the Actor studio, and, you know, that's how the journey started.
1: Oh, that's great. And what was it like, you know, working in New York?
0: Oh, it was, in the beginning, it was amazing. I just, uh, you know, just the energy there. Sure. You're getting sensorially overloaded, Um, and uh, I realized after a while that I don't do well with options, but those first couple years are amazing because I was soaking it all in. Mm -hmm. Um, I think just to be more, as an artist, maybe you have to be more focused, at least I do, so New York City then I got a little too much after a while. Yeah, um, still love going back there, but yeah. uh, the beginning was amazing. Yeah, it really sort of formed the basis of my of my whole creative experience.
1: That's great, and you know, I'd I'd asked you this because the theme of the show is get the funk out, and who hasn't been in a funk? But you sound like you're a pretty positive guy. But how do you deal with the ups and downs of things?
0: Yeah, look, I I think it's um in the end it's all about the attitude, right? In the morning when you wake up. Um, I mean, there was definitely moments of uh, where I was a year or two of mm-hmm. insane, so, I mean, I, I, I struggled for a long time, actually, um, but I never tried to look at it as a struggle, I looked at it always as an opportunity, um, I was lucky because I didn't have responsibilities as a family or anything like that, and, um, I don't know, being from Pakistan, I've seen poverty on a whole other level, mm-hmm. so whatever problems I had. I like to call them champagne problems. <laughs> so
2: right, that's I mean, good. I was
0: getting to do what I wanted to do. Yes. So I just always looked at it as, like, okay, just keep working. So then yet I think it was just whatever that anxiety is of the unknown and the uncertainty, mm-hmm. finding a way to channel that into into something, into work. So actually, for me personally, it was like a lot of writing. I started making my own films, like really allowing myself to like express myself, not only through acting, because, you know, as we all know, we have to play around for, for the roles to be given to us sometimes. And, yes. I just wasn't comfortable just waiting, you know, so I just wanted to do it myself.
1: So you you wrote your own roles?
0: Yeah, I would just write my own. I would just, like, I've made I made three films now. Um, so I just wrote, yeah, I wrote this really crazy dystopian um, 19th century, mm-hmm. like, 19th century uh, like, weird drama where I played a young Oscar Wilde. Wow. Uh, I, wrote, I, I wrote this role for a Pittsburgh boxer who was going through this, a uh, tough week but leading up to a title fight. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I was in Pittsburgh. I also love the fact that I was in all these different cities.
2: Because yes. you can always,
0: you get inspired by the architecture and just the feel of the people and everything like that. So that, that was a big part of me trying to express myself. So I, as I was auditioning, I wanted it to sort of do that on the side. Right. Um, and these were like no-budget things. But, I mean, really, really helped me learn the craft and learn the process of filmmaking, which inevitably helps you as an actor because yes. you're in the, you're sort of you're a peg in the whole wheelhouse of the of the film, but you at least understand how it all works, right, so you know right. what your role is, how you can serve the film.
1: Yeah, I think it definitely adds to your creativity, and I, you can't just do one thing. I mean, you have to really be well rounded.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think in this day and age, especially, I mean, I think we've become so specific, just as a society. You know, everything's like you have to be this, you have to be that, mm-hmm. you have to be. You know, you have to be an actor, you have to be a writer, director. Or even the more traditional, you know, profession. You know, you have to be a doctor. You can't do anything else. Or, I mean, my my wife is a physician, and I mean, I, I always urge her to to go and explore different things because she doesn't have to be just hearkened by that. Right. That's not her identity. There's more to her than just that. Yes. I mean, she's wonderful at what she does, and she should definitely be proud of it. Yes. But I think we all need. Yeah. I think we all just allow ourselves to just you know, open up and really just go down that that road that we're sort of. Scared over so we'll find all these different, different facets of ourselves.
1: I know that's great advice. Now, yeah. I want to touch on this film. Could you tell the listeners about more the film, more?
0: Yeah, more is uh, more is this. Um, I like I like to think it's a father and son story, mm-hmm. um, told against the backdrop of this huge canvas of Pakistan and what's going on over there. Essentially, it's about um, a station master who lives in this small uh, village in a, in a in a province in Pakistan, and. Um, Back in the day, the trains were running all through Pakistan. It was like a wonderful culture, and and these you know these poor villages they really thrived off of them, and they felt a really a sense of pride having these uh, you know having running these stations and having the people come in. Okay. Um, but due to the corruption and the sort of decline in the economy of Pakistan, people started selling the the, the land that the tracks were built on and mm-hmm. the tracks itself. So all these stations just started being abandoned, and people lost their jobs, and it was it was That's it was horrible. So my father in the, in the film, he's this out of work station master, and he sends me, my the son, when he's fifteen, to the city to make something of himself. Mm-hmm. And the son ends up getting into some shady business because he starts selling fake degrees and fake loans, and um, and the father doesn't know about it. Oh. So it's just sort of this moral crisis on both both ends, and he, he, they can't connect by any means. But in any ways, he comes to the city, the poor city of Karachi, trying to save his son. And, yeah, and I'm not going to give the spoiler away, but... No, no, it, don't, don't. Yeah, it gives the... Mm-hmm. And it's, again, told through the backdrop of what's going on in Pakistan right now. And Jami, the director, um, man, he's captured some beautiful images. I mean, I, I'm i not just saying this because I'm in the movie. I mean, it's completely unbiased. But he's, like, right. image-wise, one of the most talented visionaries out there. Uh, if you just see the images in, in the trailer, you will be moved by it. And I think he's created a pretty compelling story.
1: Now, for those who can't make it to the Palm Springs International Film Festival to see more, where else will it be shown? Do you know?
0: Well, I think we're we're in the process of uh, speaking with distributors. Um, in the next uh, probably month, we'll have a better idea about that. Okay. But I'm sure the the regular outlets, um, especially Netflix and um, uh, those sort of streaming services, yes. eventually it will it will show up there. But hopefully, you know, we we really would like to get a you know worldwide release, and um, you know, that's what, what what's in the works right now.
1: That would be great. And is there a website for people to check out the film?
0: Um, if you just Google "more M-O-O-R, yes. more the film, I, you know, Pakistani film, yeah.
1: I just did. Yeah. It's actually on uh, Facebook. For yeah, they have a Facebook out.
0: fan page. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and um, I know they. I don't know about their Twitter account. I think I know they were pretty active when we came out when the movie came out in Pakistan.
2: Because
0: okay. it was um it was pretty well received, so they were interacting with fans. But yeah, okay. just check it out on Google. I think. Gives you a pretty good idea.
1: That's really that's exciting. Well. So and so, you're going to be, um, you'll obviously be at the screening, and uh, this takes place through the 11th, or though that's the yeah. el- duration of the yeah. festival. Okay.
0: Duration of the festival. there'll have three screenings uh, on the day at four, and then on the sixth at one, mm-hmm. and on the seventh at one thirty.
1: And what's on your plate next? Oh,
0: too much. Too much. Doing <laughs> <I'm trying laughs> the down. Uh, there's another feature that uh, we're working on. It's called the Servant. Um, I've written the I've written the story and the screenplay of it. we have been working with another writer in Pakistan. Um, also, I'm uh, I'm in talks with some uh, independent directors on some really really cool projects uh, uh, that are going to be shot in the states and one I possibly see. in London. So yeah, there's we're it's going to be a busy year, but that's great. Hopefully fulfilling. Yeah,
1: that's great. Yeah. Any advice for people that want to uh, you know pursue acting and you know, what, it's just starting the new year, so people want to try to stay positive, and sometimes they are in a funk.
0: Yeah, just, I mean, I want to sound so cliche I and mean, use Nike's tagline, just do it, you know? <laughs> just do it, whatever that is, you know, just do it. And
1: well, and prob- probably the it, independent films, too, like getting involved in, uh, you know... Specific, yeah,
0: you know? well, I think just uh, whatever your specific ambition is, I think in the end, really what it comes down to is just self-analysis. Mm-hmm. Just like being really, like, aware of what it is that you want and your own journey, because your journey is going to be different than anybody else's. Right. So I think, um, especially with the age of Facebook and Internet, we're, like, always bombarded with other people's thoughts, other people's feelings, and they inevitably sort of seep into your own consciousness. Sure. I think it's just deciphering it all and just really concentrating on what you want and what you what's going to make you fulfilled and happy. And then, but, you know, just logically go through the steps of what, can, what you can do to make that happen.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah, I think that's... I mean, I'm, I'm not the best. I don't know if any advice from me is worth it, but that's that's all I got for now. <laughs>
1: well, I like how you built your career based on, you know, doing independent films, and sometimes people start off doing student films and different things like that, and you build a portfolio, and it de- definitely does help you.
0: Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I did a lot of student films. My I mean, my acting reel in the beginning, I mean, I, I it took me years to put that together just just by doing all these films. And even getting those films was a big you know, challenge because... You have to go through you know all the steps to actually get the film. Right. Um, yeah, I, I, but it's you know everyone's gonna have their own journey. so that could be one uh, or you can just go you know try to audition for some of the big projects if you have a if you have decent re- representation or you know make your own stuff. Yes. Um, I think these days allowing yourself to take charge of your career and really creating your own stuff is, mm-hmm. is probably the best way because your stories are going to be so unique and different than everybody else's. And you're already going to be, you know, setting yourself apart from everybody else.
1: I went to something at the SAG Foundation, and they were talking about how you can do just even sixty-second clips of your work. You know, let's say it's a, it's just a, a scene, and sixty seconds tells a lot about you.
0: Sure thing, yeah, and it, and I think it comes down to what something that really speaks to you, um, or something that, that you really want to express, and. I mean, in the end, also, if you're gonna, if you want to do a scene too, just learn the craft of that 16 minute scene. You know, like observe other people that have done it, or or watch a movie that you really love and see if what's, what what were those scenes over 60 60 seconds, and
2: yes, and
0: then observe how they did it. You know, and then you know, work on the craft. just get better at that. I think that's the that's the other key. You know, we're in the acting profession. We all there's so much. Emphasis sometimes on like marketing and getting yourself out and, mm-hmm. and all that stuff, which is obviously very, very important. But I mean, you gotta you gotta be be able to deliver the goods too, and that's uh, right. I think that's the most. I think to me, that's always been the most important. Is, is and you work have itself.
1: you have to have really thick skin because there's lots of rejection.
0: <laughs> yeah. No. And. Mine's made of rubber, I think. <laughs> I've, been, right. I've been rejected plenty of times. It just keeps up. Right. I mean, at this point, it just slips off, yeah.
1: I know. I mean, it was, it's not like I always think of it like, like dating. Like you can't wait by the phone for, for the work to come. You have to go out and build relationships with people and have a life and make it a full life.
0: Absolutely, yeah. That's a really good point. Um, it's the balance of... It's the art of living, not just the art of acting. Okay. It's just everything else around it. You know What other things make you happy? Because they, they fulfill your some of your creative needs, too. And, yes. And they, uh, you just have to be in a healthy state, you know, so finding that way to be in a really healthy, um, productive environment yes. so that you can you can do what you do best.
1: That's great advice. Do you have a website for people that want to learn more about you?
0: Yeah. Sure thing. Yeah, it's uh, www.shaz, S-H-A, two Zs, K-H-A-N as a Nancy, dot .com.
1: Perfect. Thank you so much, and Happy New Year, Shaz.
0: Oh no! Thank you for having me. Yeah, this is wonderful.
1: And, and I look Thanks forward to bunch. seeing the film. Sure. And have a great new year. Yeah,
0: you too. Okay. Thanks, guys. Right, bye, bye.
1: That was Shaz Khan joining us to talk about his film More, which is screening this evening at the Palm Springs International Film Festival through the 11th. If you want more information about the film, you can Google it. I know there's a trailer, it's really powerful. And um, I did put his bio up on my blog, which is getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org, and uh, really interesting stuff about uh, his background and how he got into acting and all kinds of great things. So, Happy New Year, everyone. I'm going to play a track from Velo Deluxe off of uh, Super Elastic. And then Sheldon Abbott is standing by for a Cure for the Blues. And I will be back next week. Have a good one.